Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in, listening to the Local Dreamer podcast. I'm your local dreamer, Lila. And as much as I want to continue going on on the church or not to church subject, I have to have self-control and cut it at a part two because I could easily do a three, four, five, six, and my entire podcast could end up being a church or not to church podcast. And I don't know if that's what we want. I'm just going to move forward with something I just had in the lineup of sharing another visual picture of a topic that could spark some questions, make you wonder, make you go, hmm. So the topic today is the will of God. This came about in a living room session. We were just worshiping with a few people and I started seeing this picture and the picture was this huge flaming ball like a comet and this comet was breaking through the earth's atmosphere and traveling through time and space as we know it here on earth and this burning ball this comet this unstoppable fireball was representing the will of god faithfulness fire unstoppable outside of time from eternity from the fullness ever moving super full supply, abundance, constantly creating, constantly pouring, constantly growing, constantly multiplying, exploding out of this fire of faithfulness, come shooting out a constant comet, ever burning brighter in the darkness, still present in the light, moving through time like slow motion, collecting any that will take the ride, blasting through to the other side. We don't wait for its distant arrival. Eternity is held inside this comet. There in the fire is God's mind and God's desires. This comet is God's will, sovereign, full of power, full of light, and full of life. Step into this magic comet ride. Heaven is waiting. Heaven is here. Heaven is calling. Heaven is near. Get inside this comet. Sit inside the fiery heart of God. The sound of the fire muffles the noise of this world as it goes. No voice, no lie can penetrate this fire. If lies get close to reach you, instantly are they incinerated. No doubt can enter because there is no receptor. This comet's name is Will. Will moves unstoppable just as God's will is unstoppable. I wonder, will I take the ride? When I don't know if I'm in the right place at the right time, when I wonder what my life was meant for, what is God's will for my life? Get inside. When you ride in the big willy, the big will comet of God's will that blasts through our realm, we just can't lose. To be in the big willy is to be in the master plan. It's to be where the fire of God protects me, surrounds me, and the comet will move me. When I sit inside, no other voice or lie can survive because it will get burned up. And here is where I can learn to really hear the voice of God. So first of all, you have to have a sense of humor with me if we're going to talk about the big willy, okay? The big will, the will of God, the biggest will out there. It is named the big willy. And I'm not even kidding you. God is hilarious. God is a comedian. He's still full of joy, full of laughter, full of fun. And he named his comet just like people name hurricanes, weather patterns, the stars. This comet had a name and it is the Big Willie, the Big Will. Where this comet came from was a place that just 
represented faithfulness to the fullest. It was a constant creating place exploding out of this constant creation. It was just eternal fire, eternal creation, eternal birthing, eternal forever, making a super full supply of abundance, never lacking. It was just this place of fullness where I just saw constant pouring, constant multiplying, constant growing. And then out of this comes shooting out a constant comment. And that's where Big Willie is born. The will of God is born in this super full supply, this a place of abundance, abundant abundance that's constantly moving. It's alive. It's lively. And out, boom, comes the Big Willie. This big will is burning brighter in the darkness. And it's ever burning. It's never losing its flame, its tone, its hue. It's a constant comet, a constant fiery ball, consistent in its color, consistent in its burn. It appears to glow brighter in the darkness, but that brightness is still the same even when the light is present. Just like the stars are in the sky when the sun is out, when the darkness comes, we see the stars all the more. And that's how this comment was. Even in the darkness, it was bright. And even in the light, was it still there burning just as bright? This comment came into our atmosphere and it was from eternity and it broke through into our atmosphere. And when it hit our atmosphere, it kind of went boom, almost as if it hit the brakes and just slow, like it came from a place of creation and constancy and continually growing and moving and just this hyperactive, constant energy. And then when it hit our atmosphere, it went into what looked like slow motion in comparison to where it came from. And so this ball of fire slowly starts moving through our human timeline. It's moving slow enough so that it can invite and receive any who will take the ride. If you want to jump inside this comet, you can get in it and you'll discover that within it is eternity. It's as if this comet had a womb and within the womb was eternity. So within the actual comet, once you break through the fire and get into the inside, you actually sit, could sit in eternity. And within the inside of this comet is where God's mind and desire resides. This comet is a physical representation of the sovereign will of God. It will accomplish what it was set out to do. It is full of power, it's full of life, and it's full of light. And all are welcome to come and step inside this comet to get inside the will of God. As this comet passes through my life, heaven is calling. Come in, come inside, get in here now. Eternity is here right now. It's not later, it's now. You can come in now, get inside. Get inside this comet, sit inside the fiery heart of God. Because from within this place, the fire muffles like a gas fire just blazing. The noise of this world, the chatter of the world, of the news, of the opinions of man are silenced by this gassy fire sound of just... And once you step inside the will of God, once you get into this comet, there's no lie that can reach you. 
And this is a place where you can really learn to hear what the voice of God sounds like to you with no distraction and no confusion. What I love about getting these visual pictures is that it really makes me go back to the Bible and kind of research it out what these things really mean according to the word of God. And Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, I do like to read the ye version just because it is quicker to go and reference the Greek words or Hebrew words if you're in the Old Testament. And for that reason, that's why I read this version. In this verse, the word acceptable and then the word will are two different words, but when you break them down, they end up having a common root word. And this common root word means to raise up, elevate, lift up, bear, carry, loose, remove. And it goes on to say atone, to expiate sin, which I don't even know what expiate meant, so I had to look it up. But it meant to make amends, to terminate sin in us and for us. God's will, his desire, pleasure, commands, and precepts, his purposes, when broken down, include atonement for sin, include the removal of sin. And so from his heart, God desires that none shall perish, but all should have eternal life. I'm just seeing it as he baked in the way for us to prove that his will is perfect, good, and acceptable. Because God is righteous, God is just, he cannot compromise himself, and he set out to have a perfect will, and within it is our ability to be part of that perfect will, because within it, there is a provision for us. There is the removal of sin, the carrying of our burden, the lifting of our head, the raising us up from the ground. When we're told to renew our minds so that we can know what the perfect, good, and acceptable will of God is, that word to know breaks down into an intimate knowledge, like how a husband and wife know each other intimately. That is a way that we should know something. And we will so intimately know the will of God and our lives being transformed out of the pattern of this world, out of the way we were taught to think by this world, this will be proof. It will prove how good and sovereign God's plans are and how sovereign his will is. My vision was about the will of God, that comet, and it was unstoppable because it was made up of burning gas and it burned and moved through anything that got in its way as it traveled through time and space. The ability for anything or anyone to stop this comet was impossible, which makes this comet or the will of God, quote, sovereign. God's will is sovereign because it will do what it was set out to do, go where it was supposed to. It kind of sounds selfish, like a selfish thing, or that God will get what he wants no matter what. And we might even think that God's an egomaniac. Like if he's God, he's just a bully and a strong arm and he's just going to flex on us no matter what. If we think that we are just part of this master plan and it's going to happen the way it's going to happen, regardless of what I do with my life and the choices I make, we could just feel defeated and not 
feel that any of our choices make any difference because what God's will is, God's will is, and nothing I do can change God's will. It's very immature of me to think of the word sovereign as just God getting what he wants, getting his way. God gets his way because he's sovereign. I'm trying to renew the way that I think of the word sovereign. And I need to realize that sovereignty has its roots in kingship, in kingdom rule and dominion. And even though this word sovereignty has this religious tinge on it, I need to shake that off and I need to shake it off and I need to swish my mouth out and get a retaste of what sovereignty is. Maris Yahoo has a track called Refuge and before it, it's really beautiful how he lays out the role of a king. He says, the king was the people. All the people were part of the king. The king loved the people with his whole heart. He would do anything for the people. He wasn't just a politician, but he was a warrior, a general on the front lines who would die for his people. The king was a singer, a writer, a poet, a real person. I need to get back into that mindset of what sovereignty is, is the kingship of this beautiful king who has dominion and rulership over his people and over his land. And when we're part of a kingdom, what the king says is done and what the king establishes is the way it is. And we have to realize that our king is not an egotistical maniac. Our king is good. And we know, and most of us agree, that we were born with a free will. We know that man has a free will to choose. God didn't create robots. He created human beings who have the capacity to have a relationship with him. He gave us a body, soul, and spirit. He gave us the ability to do things that aren't just instinct, but that are done by choice. And only in God can we truly be free because as soon as God leaves the picture, the enemy and the influences of this world are left to have a heyday and they don't give us a choice. God is who gives us a choice. God is the one who came in, who conquered death, who reminded him that you went and tried to exalt yourself above God and I put you in your place. I conquered death. I said no. I went down, took the keys from hell, brought them back up, was resurrected, raised from the dead. And I'm walking through this earth and I came and showed myself to my disciples. I had food with them. I poured out my Holy Spirit and gave my created people my human beings who you are out to destroy, kill, and eradicate, I gave these people my Holy Spirit. They are empowered to beat you in every game that you want to play with them. That's the reality. When we come into relationship with God, thank you so much that you pour out your Holy Spirit. Even the disciples, the apostles, they didn't go out and do anything after Jesus died. They waited. They were told to wait until the Holy Spirit comes. From that day forward, did they go out and do great exploits for the kingdom of God in the name of God and to spread the gospel. We still have that same Holy Spirit. Maybe we've watered it down and, and tamed the Holy Spirit in appearance because of whatever, like going back to church or no church, like whatever the church structure needed to do in order to tame and to make church appealing and pleasing for the general population and not offend anyone. 
Maybe that was done. But if we realize the same Holy Spirit that was poured out on Pentecost when the disciples were waiting in the upper room, that is the same Holy Spirit that we have today. And we need to remember that. And we need to realize that we are empowered today to overcome anything that the enemy would try to throw our way. The sovereign will of God does include our free choice. And he has empowered us to overcome the enemy. We can't forget that. And even though the enemy wants to jump in and try to be part of the will of God and try to destroy the will of God, we need to remember that no, like you can do whatever you want, but God's will is this ball of fire and nothing, no, nothing you put in the way is going to stop the will of God from happening here on earth. Because just as God's word does not return void, this constant comment, his will, his big willy, sovereign will of God was sent out from eternity, from the place of constant creation. It was sent out and set out to accomplish the perfect will of God the Father. A common question we all have is, how do I know the will of God for my life? What is the will of God? Well, if we picture big will as the will of God, this constant comment that will accomplish what it's set out to do, and we're invited to step into this constant comment, and the will of God, then no matter what we do, if we're in the will of God, if we're in that comment, we can be confident that our life will be lived according to the will of God because Big Willie will go from point A to point B and not skip a step, not miss a beat, always on time, always perfect. I think that we each learn our individual purpose and God's will for each of us as individuals by learning to hear the voice of God. Stepping into the big willy is a way that you can step into a place where literally all the voices of this day are silenced. And we really need to find that secret place where we can really learn to hear the voice of God. I believe that God is always speaking to us. And when we have questions, he does answer us. But sometimes just our life is full of noise. Our minds are distracted and we really need to find that quiet place. And it's hard here on earth. So I had to go and get into the magic comet, <laughs> get into the big willy. It's not of this world. It is from eternity. It is blasting through and the door is open and heaven is calling Get in, jump into big will and come and hear what the heart of the father is saying, what the desires of God are. Come in and hear for yourself. And just like he baked in the atonement for sin within these, even just these words as little treasures to pick out and to realize that what is acceptable and what is his will meet in a common point of I provided atonement for sin so that I can have what I want, which is a redeemed, perfect humanity. And my desire for that of being pleasurable and acceptable, I can accept it because I provided a way for that which is fallen to be restored. And just like that provision's made, the comet has the provision of us getting in it. And once we decide we want to step in that comet, and once we start to learn to listen to the voice of God, It's like a provision for us to know how to stay in the will of God. Because as we learn to hear the voice of God, we learn which way to turn, what jobs to take, which way to go, what to say no to, what to say yes to. We start being guided by 
just the eye of the Lord. It's like us looking up and him guiding us, nodding his head to the left and to the right. We're getting to know him intimately so that we can follow his voice all the better. This is just a question and a pondering that if when we are restored through Jesus and if we're looked at as if we've never sinned, when we come into new life in Christ, we find ourselves in a position of perfection. We are a new creation. We are righteous, right standing with God. God can look at us as if we've never sinned because we are hidden within Christ. He sees Christ when he looks at us because we have come into identity with Christ. We identify ourselves with Christ. We were crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So could it be that the sovereign will of God is possible in the midst of free will because the only thing that will remain are the things that are good. God is a God of goodness. He created the earth. He created everything in the creation story and looked upon it and said it was good. What God does is good. If God only does things that are good, could it be that God created all things that were good? And the enemy, on the other hand, is responsible for everything that is twisted and perverted. It came from good and was twisted and perverted and made in a form and a fashion that was not its original intent. So the enemy comes in and takes what is good and twists it and makes it imperfect and perverted. But the reality is, is that whatever that came from was originally in its original state good. And could it be that the sovereign will of God only sees what will last forever. The things that will last forever are the things that are created by God, not copied, counterfeited, and twisted around to say, ta-da, look at this. Like all of these things are cheap. They are not original. They are things that have no ability to last forever. So could it be that God can say his will is sovereign or we can read in the Bible that God has a sovereign will, that he reigns supreme, that he is God's sovereign because when he looks upon all things from beginning to end, he sees what he created, which was good. And those are the things that will last forever. Those are the things that will remain. Those are the things that have true value and true meaning because they came into existence by the word of God. All that he sees and all that matters is that which he created, that which is good, that which is pure, that which is eternal. And everything else has been a distraction. Everything else has been an attempt to cover our eyes from the goodness of God, to cover our ears, to hear the word of God spoken to us directly. Everything has been set out to just distract us to the point that we miss out on the reality that God is all sovereign, God is all powerful, and God is good. So in wrapping this up, I want us all to just 
enjoy the abundant life that we're told we get when we follow Christ. And we need to clear out the way, clear out the fog, get the smoke out of the room so we can really see what this all means. And I hope this big willy will make you smile. (laughs) And this big will reality that God's will is so big and so powerful and so sovereign that he has a good plan for us. Thank you that your big will wins. Thank you again so much for listening. I appreciate your time.